are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we're going to be talking about Samoa Joe calling out John Cena. We're going to be talking about the Bullet Club reuniting in WWE. And we're going to go all in with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Smart Paul Gossler. <laughs> and to my right, uh, on Jason's phone, uh, due to the bad weather, we have calling in from Edwardsville, Illinois, Two Beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer? Uh, not much, man. Mother Nature pod blocked me tonight, so yeah, she definitely did pod block <laughs> you. How were the roads when you uh, when you finally got off of them? Were they icy yet? Uh, they weren't icy yet, but it dropped like twelve degrees in about ten minutes, and it was raining, and I wasn't really feeling it. So. Yeah, you were playing it safe. You got you got you know precious cargo there at home that you got to be thinking about. Oh, you know, right. our our lives are completely dispensable. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and sitting in front of him, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Boo the Heels. Just getting back from Seattle this weekend. Great time. Uh, I'm loving the West Coast. I might have to live there one day. Oh, no. how was Seattle? Seattle was good, man. It was great say it, it rained obviously i shouldn't say that but it did rain the, the two days i was there but uh everything else about the trip was great so had a good time huh had a good time still go jet lagged i'm still not caught up with all my sleep but that's good uh we're coming at you from the exquisite shock city studios in the rapidly uh getting colder and colder <laughs> st louis missouri <laughs> Uh, started off at 60. Uh, the high today Dude, was 61. The low tonight's the gonna going to be 16. On? So uh, that's St. Louis weather for you. Oh, uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get to tonight. Before to we get too far into it, we're going to uh, let you know about our sponsor, Soul Taco. Soul Taco's got delicious uh, Korean-Mexican fusion food. They got tacos, burritos, quesadillas, goji bowls they got pot stickers they got all sorts of good stuff they just opened up a brand new spot out in chesterfield so to our friends out there in west we gotta county do that one we gotta go out to chesterfield it's a nice place and uh we recommend everybody go out there it's beautiful inside they also got a place on the u city loop in columbia missouri champaign illinois chicago illinois they have two food trucks that are constantly uh Flying, jetting around St. Louis area. Probably not tomorrow. Uh, the food is delicious. You know what? I bet they are because that's what Soul Taco does. They're going to get out there and they're going to make sure that everybody gets their Korean like Mexican hustle, fusion. I like that hustle, baby. I like that hustle. And, you know, we'll be getting to the all-in event uh, a little bit later on. Ooh. But if it is indeed in Chicago Uh-oh. and we do take a band from Ringside Field Uh-oh. Trip, we might have to all <laughs> hit up Soul Taco and maybe take a group picture there. But okay. let's not get too far into that. Yeah. Um, you know, we always talk about Jason Jordan. We've been talking about Jason Jordan a lot for the last few months, and, and we've been talking about the Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon saga for the last couple of weeks constantly. So uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit just yeah. because we're a little tired of talking about that, and there's plenty of other things going on in the world of wrestling. So without further ado, we're going to get to our three count. JCB, what's the one count? Sticking to the script of not talking about things we're not supposed to talk about. Joe versus John Cena. Interesting scenario. Uh, Joe has a, I guess a, I would call it a, a squash match for a lack of a better term. Yeah, okay. he's squash rhino. Okay. Um, I, I couldn't even remember who he was wrestling, so that's how much it really resonated to me. After the fact, uh, 
Charles comes into the ring and interviews Joe, which always seems weird to me. It, I just don't think you should do interviews after the match, immediately after the match, especially in the ring. You want to do it backstage, knock yourself out. I just feel that's just a little more, I guess, SOP for lack of a better term. Anyway, Joe basically announces the fact that he is going to come out and enter the Royal Rumble and John Cena's name magically comes up from Charles and you see Joe visibly stop when John Cena's name comes up and then he brings back up the fact that they've gone down the road before. He would like to see John Cena in the Rumble and eventually eliminating him, setting up which could possibly be some sort of rumble, I guess, encounter between the two, especially, well, we got first things first. Samoa Joe has to get healthy. Apparently, he got hurt on that Monday Night Raw, and he is questionable. I won't say, hate to use the football term, but I'll just throw the word questionable for the Royal Rumble. I'm sure he'll be there if at all possible, but obviously, you could have an encounter for the Royal Rumble, but long-term booking, is this the WrestleMania match that we all think John Cena is going to be a part of, but some people say Undertaker. I'm one of those. Now here's Samoa Joe thrown up into the mix. Maybe he's taking on AJ Styles for the title to win number 17. So ultimately, I guess the question I'm going to throw to the esteemed panel is, who's John Cena going to wrestle at WrestleMania? Two beer, what do you think? Uh, you know, if you had asked me a month ago, I would have said gender. Um, if you are asking me today, I think Joe's a pretty likely candidate just because I would really like to see those two in the ring and it would be no problem to like heat up a feud with them real quick. Even without Cena being on TV that much, it actually probably helps the feud, um, and help it. We can give it a nice little slow burn. Uh, I mean, Taker would be fucking off the chain. I mean, we haven't heard anything. He definitely has not given us a solid, uh, no, I'm never coming back to the ring, even though we can assume that based on his previous performance and, you know, the fact that he broke kayfabe and like kissed his wife and, you know, set the shit down. Um, but I mean, I think it would be dope. Uh, I think I've said it before, you know, he retired the taker clothes and just comes out as the fucking American badass, even though I hated that gimmick and just, you know, wrestles John Cena. That would be pretty nuts. But, uh, maybe at this point, I think Samoa Joe's a, a safe bet. Cause I'd like to see, AJ Nakamura, that's still what I'm I'm holding out for. Um, it's important to note that uh, Joe did get eliminated by Cena at Survivor Series. It's also important to note that they came up together uh, in some sort of California promotion. I forget what it is, PWA or something like that. Something but like that, yeah. There, there is like footage of them as really young guys. Right. Uh, training together and obviously they went on divergent paths I mean nobody has the career that John Cena does but um, I'm a little uh, I'm curious as to why like Zach you would rather see Undertaker Cena than Joe Cena just because uh, we never got a chance to see it and I think you could do Joe Cena um, you know we have a little bit of time left that that's the only reason if taker's gonna fight anybody at this point um i would like for it to be cena uh well i'll agree with that if he's gonna fight somebody i'd rather see him fight cena uh the truth is i don't want I, I don't think i ever want to see taker wrestle again and that's not that's not because i'm not a it's not because i'm not a taker fan i just think he's done like i mean he's been he's he's yeah. broken down that that match last year 
against Reigns was yeah that, that, that was, was that not was a high hope. It's, I, and maybe, I agree. And maybe, it was my most disappointment uh, as of the last you know two pods ago. It was my biggest disappointing moment of 2017. So. Right. Yeah. And you know maybe Taker maybe it left a bad taste in his mouth too, and he didn't want that to be his last match right. either. Right. I think if it would have been a shorter match, it would have been better. Uh, the prospect of a Joe Cena WrestleMania match uh, gets me hype because I think that those guys. I mean. I think they could really uh, work a great build to the feud. Um, I worry that Cena would go over. <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely say that. That's a, the biggest fear of the whole thing. I think. I think there's two guys that um, didn't get major WrestleMania matches last year that deserve them. That even more so deserve them this year. And that's Samoa Joe, and the other one being Braun Strowman. And um, I wouldn't mind seeing them fight each other. At Str- WrestleMania? Strowman and uh, Samoa Joe? Yeah. Okay. And I wouldn't mind seeing Braun versus John Cena at WrestleMania also. Um, I think there is somewhere, there is an off chance that Braun pins Kane for the belt and Braun takes the belt into WrestleMania and fights Cena for it and Cena takes the belt off of Braun to win his 17th championship Dude, that would suck because actually i'm i i'd probably prefer that option compared to having uh brock versus roman for the belt because so would they would they count the universal as a 17th win or would it have to be the wwe title no i would think, I would, I would think it would just it would be like rick flair i mean they, yeah i think it just all, means major championship yeah, yeah i was gonna say it's, heavyweight championship yeah that's this, a, i mean that's a good question I, I don't think it really matters at this point, honestly. Uh, I'll just say this, and I don't want to belabor the point too long. If Undertaker comes back, I demand apologies from the both of you. Because when we first started this podcast, I was one of the few that said that he might come back. And you guys poo-pooed this. And now, fast forward, coming up to WrestleMania, we see this around the corner. And this Undertaker rumor has not gone away. If he comes back and he wrestles... I would demand an apology from the two of you. Did I, I mean, I have a lot of stuff to apologize to you for. I don't know that that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I hear did, you go racist bastard. Did I, did I poo-poo it? Or, oh, you poo-pooed it, did all right? I, did I call you a fucking idiot? <laughs> because I don't think... I don't know you that, literally just squatted over and took a dump on my face. I don't think that's true. I, I, listen, I still don't Check think it's going to happen. Check the archives, gonna, please. I, I still don't think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Watch. Man. I, 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 I still say it's going to be Taker Cena. I agree with Two Beer. When we did the uh, the WrestleMania predictions a while back, gender Cena was the way I went with that. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, Taker Cena, I just keep hearing it. I keep hearing it. I keep hearing it. And if, I hate to be the, the guy that says when there's smoke, there's fire. There's something behind it. I just really think they're going Raw 25 is going to be taker's first appearance since wrestlemania and they're not gonna waste that appearance he's gonna come back this is where he's gonna make his you know main event well, not then main he, event, then he owes all of us an apology for watching him walk up the ramp for 30 nope. minutes at the end nobody of WrestleMania. Told you that, nobody told you guys to jump to conclusions that was a retire he retired no, he didn't. He took off his hat and took off his boots and set and, them at the top. And, and, then, and, and, and this was the argument we had. When he goes in front of every, the WWE Universe, all the former wrestlers, and makes his Hall of Fame speech, then I would say he's retired. Until then, you never say never. Sam was here for this. He was sitting right here to my right. I remember this. You cannot 
take The Undertaker off the table. It's going back to New Orleans where his m- most ignominious or ignominious Thank you. Worst <laughs> defeat at WrestleMania happened at New Orleans to Brock Lesnar. Now we're going back to New Orleans for him to at least if he doesn't win, you can at least put a little nice little bow on his WrestleMania resume. He has, what, two losses if he loses this year at 34. It'd be fine. It just it makes sense. WWE's about the moments. And there, there are uh, events that are happening in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania 2 yeah. where they could have a Joe Cena match sure. going into it. Uh, if you had to, this will be the last word from both of you. If you had to say it right now, one word, one word. One word. If Joe, who's Joe fighting at WrestleMania? This is a really good pod. Uh, whoever the Miz, Miz, uh, uh, Two Bear, who you got? Vince. <laughs> he's been fighting him the whole time. Uh, I think he's going to fight Cena. I'm going to call Joe Cena at WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, and that'll bring us to our two counts. Hey, two beer. Give us the two count. So, uh, two count. Uh, we're going to talk about the Balor Club. Um, so, this was kind of the catalyst this week, uh, was Roman coming out. <laughs> gloating over his victory of Joe. And one thing I want to say, I don't like the way Roman holds his belt. Um, what is the you know, big deal with Roman holding his belt like that? I don't understand. I don't know. What I just don't about. like it. He holds it. So he doesn't hold it like back. over the shoulder. He's it's like he's like it's over his back where the 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 U S not the U S but the uh, intercontinental. intercontinental Oh no! Belt you know is what? Like on yeah, his back, yeah. no, instead I'm of with, like you can see it on his shoulder or whatever. No, I'm with Zach. What's I, don't, the, I don't like that either. That's, I just don't like it. It seems disrespectful. And it's not cool. I mean, we like to see the belt. Like, I mean, it just okay. when they had the U.S. title, it just that's one reason why it just appeared that he didn't give a shit about it because he would just carry it like that. I like Pete Dunne putting it in his mouth. That's the most creative way I've ever seen anybody hold a title. I like the way um, that Alexa Bliss holds it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like the point goes into like the crook of her elbow. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, Roman comes out. He's you know starting to gloat over his uh, victory against Joe and um, doing it in a pretty um, respectful manner, at least. And uh, Jason Jordan comes out (laughs) to steal the moment. I know we said we weren't going to talk about Jordan much, um, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, because uh, you know he was being super nerdy and acting like he was like part of the (laughs) part of the team. So it makes. Rollins come out and just basically kind of like apologizing to Roman like look I know we're teammates right now I'm sorry I gotta, I'm trying to teach him some stuff and put him oh, under my wing shit. and you know so this leads them Jason Jordan to say uh, that they are the strongest three man team in WWE no, they, so, they, he said that they run the show they run the show yes and I mean it was it was laughable it was a good segment it was a good uh, segment it was just funny, and you know, it was great to see the the reactions of Rollins and and Roman. And there was only one mic, so Ro- Rollins. Whenever uh, Jordan had the mic, oh, they were just, like talking to each other. And there was only one mic, so you couldn't hear what they were saying. But it was nice to see their facial reactions. So anyway, he says they were on the show, strongest three man team in WWE. So that leads the Balor Club to come out, and all three of them have mics, and it takes uh, you know a few minutes for. You know, Finn to flip his collar forty times before he gets to the ring. Easy, and I mean, just just speaking facts. <laughs> I, I like I like Finn, but uh, he comes out and starts ripping on 
those guys. And uh, there's a couple of really funny parts of this. Uh, the first one being Jason Jordan uh, calling them, as in the Shield, the Champions Club. <laughs> Because Roman has the IC belt and right. him and oh, Seth have the, shit. That's great. the raw tag titles, which I mean, Champions Club. It just sounds like a like overpriced vodka made from Canadian stripper sweat. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, so you buy at the gas station before your podcast. So uh, right. you ain't supposed to tell everybody, man. They're not a sponsor yet. <laughs> yes, uh, Champions Club 2018. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Finn's ripping on. Jordan and he starts saying and I had forgotten about the whole like nerd thing that the Good Brothers were doing and he's like and what do we call this one you know we've got the architect and we got the big dog and what do we call this guy like ah, it's a name it starts with an N and I'm like what yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't nerd, even go I'm like oh that's the other N word Jason Jordan is a nerd, though. Yeah, without question. But I mean, calling a, him a nerd is a nerd. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, we're not saying anything that's above and beyond the realm of possibility. So Go let ahead. me ask you this, Two Beer. Uh, what did you think about that segment in terms of the way that Finn Balor and the Balor Club carried themselves? Would you say that Finn is a heel now? He was definitely acting more heelish than he has since arriving at WWE. Uh, I think, I mean, he's pretty over with the fans, and I think it's going to take something drastic for him to be a full-on heel, if that's the way that they're going with him. But um, it was it's just funny because Jordan is heelish in the sense that nobody likes him because <laughs> of the way that he is. But Finn's actually acting like a heel by, you know, taunting him and, you know, just acting heelish. So it's an interesting dynamic, and I think, you know, it does fit in more into the postmodern WWE of like no heels and faces kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it was the heel, most heelish that Finn's been since he's been in WWE. Well, I know you can't see him right now, but Jason's, <laughs> Jason's making a bunch of faces. Jason, what were you going to say? I just, I, I think I would, I'll just piggyback on what two beer just said at the very end. It, this is the no heels, no faces WWE. So I get why you, we, cause we asked the question before we walked in the door is, Finn a heel I just don't think he is it's just for me a heel is someone that that blatantly cheats that blatantly you know disparages the opponent you know things along those lines he's if you I don't even think he's heelish yeah you know he he made fun of uh Jason Jordan I mean you know Roman Reigns does it. Seth Rollins has done it. They're considered quote unquote faces. I don't see anything that's be different than there's nothing in my opinion. Finn Balor did nothing different than any other face quote unquote has done in the past. Rock has done it. Austin's done it. Jericho's done it. You name it. They've done it. I don't understand what the problem is. I don't think he's a heel. I, I completely disagree with both of you. I thought that he acted 100% full on heel. He, uh, don't make that face at me. I'm a grown man. I do what I want. <laughs> he acted 100% full on heel. First of all, aligning yourself with Anderson and Gallows, who have been nothing. that there, There's no gray area with them, is there? They've no. been heels since they got here. For the so most part, yeah. They're total heels. Yeah. And Balor, just, a, just by virtue of him aligning himself with Gallows and Anderson, makes him a heel. Now, I don't know. You know what? I, I saw some stuff on Twitter where people were fighting this, too. Listen, it's like what uh, Scalito said about pornography. 
I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. <laughs> I know a heel when I see it. That that's not a heel, man. I mean, I just I personally just don't think. Did so. Did I say Scalito? Scalia? 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 Yeah, Antonin Scalia. Although I like Scalito more. I was getting. I, I I combined Scalia with uh, Alito. Who's another guy in the Supreme Court Justice? Join us for our other uh, podcast, <laughs> our Supreme Court Justice Watch podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, let's butcher these names up. Just- Banned from courtside. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I just, like I said, ultimately, and I guess maybe this is just me being the fantasy booker, we don't need any more heels. We are loaded with heels on the raw side, on the SmackDown side. We need faces. We needed a Queen Balor Club win versus the Jason Jordan. I'm trying to help the team out and not cost the team the loss. Why why not just have a Queen win? Why can't you just do that? These guys, all three of them need some sort of push in some form or fashion. The Balor Club? Yeah. A Queen win over the Champions Club gets you on the right path. Not saying it gets you over, but at least, you know, hey, they're going to be a credible three-man combination that, you know, somebody's going to have to deal with down the line. That's all I'm saying. That's the only thing I I wish they would have done. Outside of that, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I think it's more for merchandising down the line than actually credibility. I'm I'm surprised this is up for debate. I thought that he was totally a heel. I thought that, I I, I thought that's strange. I even put it on Twitter uh, at BFR Bill, at BFR JCB, at BFR Zach with an H, uh, banned from Ringside on Facebook, friends of BFR on Facebook, at BFR Pod on Instagram. And at BFR part on Twitter. Go ahead. Um, I even put it on my Twitter page that, well, I guess Balor's a heel now because he was acting like a heel. He was no, he being wasn't. heelish. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I, I think if, I, I think it's, I, I mean, I agree with you that we need more faces and that Balor, like, turning him heel just for a real quick one-off with the shield doesn't make any sense with me, but he's a heel. They turned him. We'll see. I, I totally disagree. All right. Uh, what do you want him to be? You I want, want him, him to be, be a baby face. Ba- no, baby they, face. Well, I think I think they need baby faces. And in the scenario where you have an opportunity to, because at this point, when Dean Ambrose comes back, you're going to co- totally start focusing on the Shield and Jason Jordan. You need another storyline, another faction, whatever you want to call it. And now it's literally falling into your lap. Here's the Balor Club. I think we're getting Balor Club versus the New Day on the pre-show at WrestleMania. And I'm just happy that we have more stables, honestly. Like, yeah, whether like or not, stables. Yeah, yeah, whether or not he turns heel, and I think he needs to be babyface because it's really hard to be over as a babyface. It's way harder to do that than it is to be over as a heel. Agreed. Um, so they do need those natural character babyfaces, but just the fact that they put them together and there's a stable now of Balor Club is uh, joyous for me because we really need some more stables. I agree. All right, that'll have to be the last word. We're moving on to our three counts. Uh, The three counts uh, Mm -hmm. this week comes away from the WWE spotlight, uh, and it is the all-in event. The indie wrestling. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that you make the same noise for indie wrestling events that you do whenever I mention Alexa Bliss? <laughs> well, Sasha Banks or, or- Sasha Banks. Um, but this was the this was the plan that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks were trying to 
put together the biggest indie wrestling event in uh, um, on American soil ever. Ridiculous. And uh, it looks like it's going through. I mean, they announced the date this week. They said it's going to be September 1st. They said it's going to be in Chicago. Oh, we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. But, I mean, they said it's going to be in Chicago, right? It, as far as I'm concerned, it hasn't been official. Chicago is the city that came up. I guess that was on our uh, friends of BFR Facebook page. There was I posted one post that didn't say Chicago, but then the, the original post, and I think it was Samir that posted it originally, did say Chicago. But as far as I'm concerned, it has not been officially announced as Chicago for the venue. So they're going to try to do 10,000 seats for an indie wrestling event. And, uh, you know, there's debate as to whether or not they'll be able to do it. Um, I think that on Labor Day weekend, because they did announce the date, September 1st, is definitely the Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. I think if they do 10,000 people, Labor Day weekend. Let's just say it is in Chicago. Let's say it is in Chicago. And uh, Kenny Omega, man, Kenny Omega tweeted, he's like, you better bet. You better believe on September 1st, I am all in. And he added them. I mean, if Kenny Omega is going to be there and Cody Rhodes is going to be there, they and are going to. And the Young Bucks are going to be there. And the Young Bucks are going to be there. They're going to pull out all the stops on this mf And if they get uh, Daniel Bryan's WWE contract runs out on August 31st. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, if they get Daniel Bryan on that thing, and I could, I could really see CM Punk. I, I mean, stop, stop. I, I, stop. No, I could see CM Punk coming back and doing it just as a big middle finger to WWE. I don't oh, think there's that any doubt that they could get ten thousand people. What do you think, Two Beer? I have no doubts that they could sell ten thousand tickets, even without those amazing mm-hmm. things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten thousand is a a laudable goal for the first one of these. Um, you know, it, it's a safe a safe bet uh, because I mean, Chicago is a huge city. We've already got. I mean, there's the three of us that would obviously drive up. There's probably a quarter of friends of BFR <laughs> on Facebook that are that would drive up, and that's just in you know our little like tight circle Uh, i mean st louis is a big wrestling town it's five hours away you've got indianapolis which is right next door uh you've got you know wisconsin and michigan and um you know everybody in like iowa i mean ten thousand seats i think really you're going to end up people scalping tickets on this thing um especially if they announce you know any any large names i think they're not going to have any problems selling seats to this i mean if it's released in chicago i'm going to buy as soon as they're sold because I'm going to be worried that they're going to sell out. I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see how much they're going to be charging for tickets. I don't think it. Honestly, I don't think the, the ticket price is going to be the the end all to be all. This is the hardcore base that they're going after. The hardcore base don't care. Okay, if if you told me right now, I had to pay for my myself personally. If I had to pay 150 dollars for a ticket for myself, I'd pay it without, and I wouldn't even blink. You can have it. They could get so many people on this. I mean, because really, like, it's going to be less of a, it's going to be less of a, let's see if we can do this, and more of a, let's see how big we can make this. And if Kenny Omega is going to be there, uh, I wouldn't doubt it if they get some other big names. I mean, they could get Ibushi. They could get Naito. I mean, I'm not saying they will, but Naito's going to be in freaking... Belleville, be Edwardsville in February. Or Edwardsville in February. February yeah. Why wouldn't he come to Chicago for right. what's going to be the biggest indie wrestling 
event in American history. Yeah, that has nothing to do with ROH. That has nothing to do with New Japan Wrestling. It is straight. Yeah, but the, yeah, but R- ROH. Do you think ROH has ever had a ten thousand seat? Uh, you think ROH has ever had ten thousand people in the arena for one match or for one event? I don't think so. I, I, I don't know that much about it. Um, I would. My guess is to probably say no, but I mean, weirder things have happened. Ultimately, like I said, I just don't think this is going to be a problem. It's just. The biggest problem is how fast can we get tickets? Because once they say the tickets are on sale, it's going to be a madhouse trying to get tickets. And I I can't wait. I think it's going to be amazing. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Chicago because that's the case. 2018 is just going to be a monster year for wrestling. I I can see it coming already. So uh, I'll put you on the spot, Two Beer. Uh, If there's one guy that hasn't been named for that event yet that you want to be there. Who would that be? Would it be Punk? Would it be Daniel Bryan? Would it be somebody else? Uh, let's see. Just off the top of my head, I mean, it's so intriguing that Bryan's contract runs out on the 31st. <laughs> yeah, that is just, I mean, that just seems too perfect for me. Uh, I mean, that would probably he be He did turn it. down I mean, the WWE contract that uh, they just gave him, or at least tried to uh, offer him, I guess, within the last seven to ten days, I guess. So, I mean. Yeah, that that just happened. I mean, you could also extend the Jericho thing. Uh, oh. Yeah, Jericho's in New Japan to stay for a little while. For a little I mean, while, he's yeah. Fighting Naito. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if he'll be there in September, but that would, ooh. I feel like Daniel Bryan, that, that's just too perfect. That's like kind of the end all be all. Uh, the fact that it's one day away, and that would be nuts. Would you rather Daniel Bryan make his return or Punk? That's tough because Punk's from Chicago. So man, if if they advertised Punk, there's no way they'd have a problem selling that place out. They're not going to have a problem selling that place out. If you advertise Punk, that's just going, you know, that's just going to get that fervor up to just a fever pitch. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, me personally, I at this point now, I want to see CM Punk back just to see, you know, how he would react with obvious ring rust, but. I don't think that ultimately he would be too bad in the ring. It wouldn't be something that cringeworthy. But if I had to go with one or the other, I want to see Punk first to answer the original question. The person that I would want to see that we haven't named obviously will be in uh, Edwardsville to see Naito. I'd want to see Okada. That or Will Ospreay. Yeah. If you can get either one, more so Will Ospreay. Okada is is the dream, and I don't even think that would happen. I would have to go to Japan to see that. Will Ospreay sounds more realistic. I think he would come to Chicago. Well, we can certainly dream. Uh, there are uh, plans right now, like I said. Hey, guys, we opened up the group on Facebook. It is Friends of BFR, and it, by, it, it really seems like... Road trip. Yeah, if they announce this Joker to Chicago, I will figure out a way to get us combined to oh, get you know, tickets together. And the, well, at least no, we know, should, the, no. I'm saying we should do we should do a remote there. I mean, we should figure some stuff out. Based oh, we, we, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. we're gonna get t- uh, yeah. Get the friends of BFR. We're gonna make friends of BFR shirts so everybody can represent. Yeah, and then you know we'll do a nice little road trip. You know, grab a couple minivans, do some ignorant stuff on the way up. Have a good time. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna do it for our three counts. All right, boys, uh, some odds and ends that I'd like to uh, talk about. Um, we had the return of The Miz. Oh, thank God. Uh, doesn't seem like he missed a beat. Thoughts on that, Two Beers Zach? 
Yeah, and so so happy to have him back. I mean, Elias was a was a very great stand in for for that group, and I mean that dude has no fucking ceiling in my opinion. But it, I never thought that I would be such a Miz fan. I mean, if you would ask me years ago, but I mean, he is truly like turning into like one of the greats, and um, it's it's just a remarkable thing to behold. Um, who did they fight? Uh, I can't remember. Um, they didn't fight anybody. They just cut a Miss TV, and then the Miss came out and beat up the Shield afterwards. Then Miss Miss put Miss put Roman down with the skull crushing finale. So, um, thoughts on that, JC? I, look, I I've been a Miss Mark for the last. I mean, since we started this podcast, I know he doesn't get the props that he does in ring work is not his his strong suit it's it's never been his strong suit i'm not going to sit up here and and make excuses for that what he does promo wise what he does on a smaller scale lower scale of a paul Heyman to hype up raw 25 with the intercontinental championship rematch with him and roman reigns right there is where you miss the miz i mean to to be able to give someone the mic and say, hey, you know, we need you to talk about A, B, C, and D and have confidence that he can go out and cut that A, C, D, A, B, C, and D promo and do it competently. That's where Miz has his best mark in WWE. It's not in ring. It's holding the mic. It's hyping the, you know, the matchup. It's getting the fans riled up to make him, you know, one of the better heels in the business. I miss Miz. I'm glad he's back and I'm praying to God he wins in two weeks. Oh man, he's a he's a tremendous promo. Yeah. Just an Without un- question. unbelievable Without promo. question. I know I get why people slam him. I get it, but it's you know that's I think not that's the, kinda out the window though. I don't really there People yeah, still there's always going to be detractors. Yeah, yes. but and people still hold the fact that he he was the main event of the lowest uh, WrestleMania grossing card of all time. Shit happens, man. I mean, you know, God forbid if you you know you get a ticket for speed and you can't drive anymore. I mean, you're still going to drive. Give this guy a chance to redeem himself. Brock Lesnar's just in the way, ultimately. If Brock Lesnar wasn't champion, Miz would be right there in the main event picture. Um, Elias, like uh, Two Beer touched on, Elias, um, by stalking <laughs> him now, um, um, he's he's great. He he's. I mean, they let him learn on the job. He had some rough patches coming out at the beginning, but <clears throat> I think he he came out and introduced the Mistarage the other night before Miss TV. Right. Uh, they somebody clearly likes him. There's there's no reason not to like him. I would not be surprised if we got a Miz Elias match at WrestleMania with Miz as the babyface because. I could see Elias poaching the Mistourage as his own little um, stable. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, thoughts on that? I, I I could see it. It makes sense. Um, at some point, you're going to break up the Miz and Roman feud, so Roman can go after the title. So that leaves Miz with either Finn Balor, which, like I said, I don't think he's a heel, so you you could go there. Uh, if you did Elias Miz, that would be interesting just in the sense that, you know, what's the Miz Raj going to do? You know, who do they eventually side with? You know, because at some point they're going to have to make a decision. Not unless you have the stipulation that the Miz, the winner gets the Miz Raj. Uh, it, it just it gives you options and there's nothing wrong with options because right now after Roman Reigns, Miz doesn't have a clear cut next opponent. I can see Elias and uh, Miz going after each other at WrestleMania. All right, two beer. Uh, what do you think about Brazongo going over Rusev Day on SmackDown? 
That was interesting. I feel like it was just to give Brazongo um, a win just because they seem to job out quite a bit. I don't know that it was an indictment on anything. Um, it was kind of a interesting matchup because both of those teams are basically baby faces and both of them are super over with the fans. I mean, I don't know who the fuck you would be cheering for. Uh, it just seems unclear. It, it seems like an odd choice for a booking, but um, you know, I didn't think too much of it. It was, it just was what it was. I will say back to the previous point uh, with the Miztourage, I, I could see them switching just because everything's been so about the Miz and, you know, his intercontinental championship run. And you got Curtis Axel, who's Mr. Perfect son and a former intercontinental champion. You got Bo Dallas, who's another second generation guy, NXT champion, and they're not doing anything at all. Amen. Um, so, I mean, it would be an interesting dynamic for them to switch and say, fuck you, Miz, you know, everything's all about you and go with Elias and turn, you know, even more heel. Um, I think that would be interesting. Uh, but on, also on the other end, talking stables, I just want to put this out there, not to get too far away from your Brazongo uh, Rusev day, but uh, I'm, again, they took a little seat on the back burner, but I'm enjoying Titus Worldwide again with this injection oh, of Dana Brooke. Oh, come on, man, seriously, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I watch too much Pornhub, but I think Dana Brooke <laughs> looks really good between those two guys. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Bill. Get on your rant because I know you've been waiting for this for a few minutes. No, I, I, I have nothing to say about Titus Worldwide. I'm just glad they're doing something with Dana Brooke. Um, that's not. That's, yeah, they're doing something with Dana Brooke. All right. That's not. I mean, I, I don't know what you're talking. That's not necessarily my search history on Pornhub, but I mean, whatever. So you know. I don't know. It must be my zip code or something because that's always my recommended, and I'm like, I don't watch those videos. <laughs> Always my recommendation. <laughs> uh, just hold it, Zach. It's man, okay. I had something to say. Oh, uh, about Rusev, Rusev Day. Day. I, I disagree. I think that is an indictment. I think that's Vince very clearly saying, you know what? You guys are getting over accidentally, and I'm going to quash it right now by having Brazongo, who maybe has, you know, and I like Brazongo. I especially like Fandango, but I think that. It's him saying, you know what? I'm going to have you lose to these guys that maybe wrestle one out of every five or six SmackDowns. And um, did Rusev take the pen? Aiden English took the pen, I believe. I still think it's ridiculous. Like, that's three weeks in a row after they had that big New Year's Day or maybe it was Christmas, the day after Christmas when the crowd was going crazy for him. They've lost three weeks in a row. That is not... That is not a coincidence. That is them saying, that is somebody back there saying, you know what, we're going to quash this right now. And I was saying to Jason on the way over here, Zach, that it reminds me of when Damian Sandow was Miz's stunt double, and they called him Damian Mizdow, and he was getting over like crazy with the fans, and then they had him lose, and then they separated him from Miz, and they just got him completely away from Miz. And then they released him. He got future endeavored, and now he's in TNA, I think. No, I, don't, I don't think he's wrestling at all. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, man, to, to say I, I think he's out of the game. It reminds me of that. What do you think about Rusev Day losing, Jason? I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I mean, 2018 is so weird. <laughs> I, I was stunned. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. It, and I said it on Twitter. Rusev and Aiden English are 
arguably the hottest tag team, the mo- one of the most over tag teams in the WWE. So how do you reward this? You have them losing to Brazongo. I mean, I, this is what I don't understand about Vince. Vince is so stuck about just having an individual star or two instead of like having a loaded roster. So imagine if you can bring out like 20 great wrestlers with the WWE's resources and the WWE's production. Imagine how great Royal Rumble could be if they actually utilized all the talent. You ain't kidding, man. What if they just would have rode the wave from that one night when the place was going nuts for Rusev? Just rode the wave. Keep that thing Had him win the number one. Had him win the, like I said last week, let me book the territory because that would have been the perfect way to do it. No disrespect to Chad Gable and Sheldon Benjamin. Okay, yeah, you, they they came out. Yeah, you got a beef, to, you know, for the uh, to have uh, the uh, the tag team title rematch. You know I, what? I just I, I'm rather have if I had the choice, I'd rather have Rusev Day versus the Usos. Give us a fresh matchup versus the one we've already seen. This is banned from ringside. You know what? That's a great segue because uh, we had another seemingly heel turn. From Gable and Benjamin this week. Oh, they've always been here. Well, I shouldn't say always been heels, but they've been heels recently. No, they. Yeah, uh, they have. Man. Dude, I, you're tripping. No. Yeah. No, you're tripping. <laughs> no, you're tripping. Okay. <laughs> they've been heels for like the last three weeks. That was the most, that was the most clear-cut heel thing they've ever done was when they started making fun of the crowd. They, okay. went, they went right after the crowd. Yeah, Alabama. Okay. I agree with that. So... Uh, we're going to have a best three, two out of three falls match at Royal Rumble between Gable and Benjamin and the Usos, okay. which is, okay, man, that that is one loaded ass card with a lot of matches. It's not loaded. God damn. There outside, are seven matches. Outside of the two Rumble matches, what else is there really to talk about? Okay, we have Brock versus Braun and Kane. Yawn. We, no, 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 no. I'm not saying loaded as in it looks good on paper. But okay. It, no, but. That, to me, is a loaded card. No, 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 but it does look loaded on paper. Zach, tell this man that this is not a good card. <laughs> I know what Bill's saying. It's just a, it's going to be a long show, is what he's getting at. That is what get I was getting at, time. yeah. They just say it's going to be a long show. We know it's going to be at least four hours. But, we know that. But it is kind of loaded, though. It's not loaded. It's it's loaded with names. It's man. not loaded with feuds. It's not loaded with a good storyline. The Bar versus Rollins and Jordan is going to be fun. Uh, the U.S. title match. Nah. At the end of a tournament, nah. the Usos versus Shelton Benjamin and I'll Char- you, I'll Chad. I almost called him Clark Gable. Chad Gable. <laughs> uh, AJ Styles versus Owens and no, Zayn in a no, handicap match. No, no. Two Royal Rumble matches. Okay, three matches. Three Outside out of, of the Royal Rumble matches, I really think that even though I'm not big on Shelton and Gable, just in general, like as a team and like story wise. They are excellent in the ring, and them facing the Usos, two out of three, probably going to be the match of the night. Uh, the Rumble matches are the highlights, of course, and they're the ones that are going to take the longest. But uh, I don't really see the U.S. title being impactful. I think Jason was saying this on Twitter. Um, you know, we don't really care. Uh, it just got dropped by uh, Ziggler, and there's no story behind it. I love a tournament, but I also don't, I don't care about the payout. Like The U.S. title doesn't mean anything to me right now. Uh, because it's just been dropped. It was carried by Corbin before that for a short time and then dropped by Ziggler, and there's just no real prize at the end of this thing. Uh, nobody really straining for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Kane, Braun, uh, 
Brock thing, you know, Kane's there to take the pin for one of these guys, and I just feel like it's kind of predictable. And I'm I'm looking forward to the Rumble matches, but I'm I think it's going to be a slog fest. And I'm going to be wanting to go to bed before it's over. I think the compelling. Th- I think that Brock Braun Kane match is going to be really compelling, just because I want to see how they book it. Yeah, I did like the Braun segment where he pulled down the... Uh, oh, stop the, it. He had a grappling hook, for Christ's sake. No, I like that. Come on. Well, no, that, that, you no. guys can't sit up here and tell no. me that was a good segment. I like the grappling hook. Oh, my God. I that mean, yeah, that was Am dope. I the only one taking... I feel like I'm the one taking crazy pills in here. I want to know, did he bring his own grappling hook? Thank you. Or did they have, I know why did they, do they have a grappling hook? That, okay, that that's all I'm saying. So just a grappling hook just is lying in the back somewhere, just I mean, hanging I, out. I saw somebody. I I think it was Nick Mundy uh, on Twitter said, um, "Why do why do why do all of Braun's angles involve murder?" Because, <laughs> <laughs> because Roman Reigns. He was in the ambulance, and Roman Reigns backed the ambulance into a wall right. trying to kill him. Yeah. Uh, he they got, put him in a garbage truck. They put him in a garbage truck. He got trash trash compacted. Uh, this time, he pulled down that, I don't know, scaffold, uh, scaffolding I or whatever. But he, what did it, he did it first try. He got the grappling hook first try. That was I, I'm calling bullshit on that. That is you CG. You give me a grappling hook and tell me to throw it around the fucking... Oh, no way, because he threw that up there. I'm like, there's no way he's getting that up there. Nah, it wasn't CGI. Know, uh, we we shouldn't. Um, you know, not much happened with the women this week. I will say that uh, it looks like Paige being hurt. You know, that Mandy Rose uh, Deville match versus Bailey and Sasha Banks is pretty good. Uh, Mandy Rose and Deville can go. Uh, Mandy Rose is easy on the eyes <laughs> guys is, just, is Paige hurt because there's new videos out i mean i don't know i i saw him i just ran across him uh i don't know how but um, uh, i posted no, i know how i was about to say i think i posted either on bfr pod pf yeah bfr pod or on my personal uh twitter page bfr uh jcb She's hurt and it's legit. Now her Royal Rumble status is now in question. Not saying that we couldn't replace Paige, but it, Paige brings another level of intrigue to what could possibly happen at the Royal Rumble. If I had to take a guess right now, I would think they would err to the side of uh, caution and leave her out. I hope that's not the case, but the last time I checked, her Royal Rumble status was in the air. And sticking with the women, it looks like the Riot Squad thing's done. I mean, it looks like they're abandoning ship on it. Uh, Ruby Riot lost clean to Becky Lynch in five minutes on SmackDown, and you can, I mean, damn, it's Becky Lynch. I mean, I'm sorry, no disrespect to well, Ruby then, Riot. Uh, well, have her go over somebody else. Ruby Riot's she's, that I agree she, with. she's the one. I mean, have her go over. Whichever I don't even, I don't even know jokers. the other one's yeah, names. Sarah Morgan and Liv, Liv Olsen Liv, or Liv Tyler. Either one of them jokers. Liv Tyler. Or Liv Morgan. I'm Dude, sorry. You're either crazy or you're amazing. Uh, I'm going crazy. <laughs> no, Becky Lynch needed to go over just to make her credible again. Two weeks from now, she'll lose to somebody she ain't got no business losing to because that's just WWE and that's how they work. So, I mean, right? don't make it a big deal because ultimately— I'm not making it a big deal. I'm just saying Ruby Riot's the one out of that faction that, that can— should that should be, be losing. She should not be losing. Agreed. She should be on the main roster. Agreed. Uh, just looking over some other stuff, there was one more thing I was— Gonna say, oh, the uh, Hardy and Wyatt. I mean, 
I mean, they've got they've got <laughs> they've gotten a lot of mileage out of them two laughing at each other, just laughing at each other, and then cutting to commercial is such a strange yeah. thing. Oh my god! And I didn't get to see the whole broken thing. Like I never watched TNA like ever. Like I never gave a shit about it. And but I feel like it had to have been more organic and better done than it has been in WWE. It oh, just yeah, seems sure. super fucking lazy. I mean, you just have. Those first couple promos were pretty good, but they're not doing anything with it, and it seems like unoriginal. It just seems fucking forced, and I'm done with it already. Like I'm, I'm done. I would like, rather I, I would rather them instead of having them laugh at each other, just have uh, Hardy go over Hawkins, and then have the Wyatt thing go black, and then just have Wyatt not be there. Just and just take a week off from them laughing at each other. <laughs> it's just so silly. No, it, I I kind of agree with Tubier on this one. Just. I'm I'm waiting for the payoff patiently, and I'm not getting the payoff. I do remember uh, Broken Matt Hardy. Apparently, uh, well, I guess that's whatever it is, Impact Wrestling, and Matt Hardy did come up with a, an agreement, so you might end up seeing Broken yeah. Matt Hardy or whatever. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was a settlement this week. Okay, yes. ultimately it doesn't matter. Uh, the difference is that Matt Hardy had creative control when he was in Impact Wrestling. So everything you saw on Impact Wrestling basically was the the mind of Matt Hardy. In WWE, it's it's one guy, it's one guy alone, and it's Vince. So Vince has his input. How much he has, obviously, we don't know. But I agree with Two Beer on this one. It's just not the same. But that it feels forced. And Zach, I know that you never watched TNA, and certainly no one's ever going to fault you for that. But when uh, when WWE ends up getting TNA archives, there are a bunch. Oh, of I'll ma- watch it then. There are a yeah. bu- there are a bunch of matches. There's like a bunch of Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe matches. So you think they're going to get their archives for real? I always want to call them Samoa Joe. So Mo- just, <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's Sam right like there. Like a fucking Girl Scout cookie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of AJ Styles matches that are great on there. Yeah, they're gonna get it yeah. eventually. I will. He's waiting for bottom dollar. He's you know he's, yeah. he's it's like WCW. Like WCW was falling off for a very long time before Vince bought him out, and he's just waiting until they take that dive, and he'll he'll get it eventually. And I will like bask in the glory of another archive of videos to watch. If and- it's not him, if it's not him, it'll be Hunter. But WWE is going to get it someday. TNA is not surviving. Man, um, crazy. And also, I would recommend if, if you want to get the just real peak broken Matt Hardy, you could watch the hour long special, or was it two hours total deletion? Uh, I think it was a two-hour show. I mean, it's two hours. It's it, a two-hour wrestling show normal, that, that does not take place in a ring at all. It takes place on the Hardy compound in that, North Carolina. That match itself, I think it was like it went back, went to commercial, came back. It was like 30, 45 minutes. But it's a two-hour show. is their normal impact show. Yeah. But like the last half hour, 45 oh, minutes yeah, was right. all the uh, the total nonstop deletion match. But yeah, I, I you can probably find it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is banned from ringside. All right, everybody, uh, let's get to some birthdays. We have birthdays this week. We have Bushwhacker Luke, 71 years old. He's still alive? The, I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing we're celebrating his birthday. <laughs> well, we celebrate all wrestling birthdays here. Uh, we have Chris Masters is 35, the masterpiece. Uh, Ruby Riot, the aforementioned, is 27. Buff Bagwell. Oh, did I, say, did I say she's 47? She's 27. No, you said 27. All right. Buff Bagwell is 48. Grandmaster Sexay. Oh, shit. 46. Tamina's 40. Happy birthday, Tamina. Abdullah the Butcher, 
Still alive, right? I don't think he's alive anymore. I thought no. he died of uh, hepatitis or some shit. Didn't he give a bunch of other wrestlers hepatitis? Yeah, because he bled on a lot. Well, happy birthday, Abdul <laughs> the Butcher. Uh, Mason Ryan's 36. Shad's 37. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is 64. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We know there's a lot of different podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours. Uh, for Sam the Mauler Mall. Jack. For Shock City Studios. Jack. For Chris Denman. Jack. For Free Play Media. Jack. For Soul Taco. Jack. For JJ Twigs. Jack. For Two Beers, Zach Pullman. Miss you, Zach. JCB. Hello. I'm Bill Vagy. And everybody, don't be heels.